What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Atlas Fitcast. I am your host, Andy Hayes. This is going to be episode number 33, where uh, I'm going to be talking about a specific topic that I think will help a lot of you break down a decent pathway of how you are going to get to the end game of a very specific you know, goal that you have in mind. Uh, and everybody's goals are different, and I talk about this all the time, uh, whether that is performance-based, like speed or strength or power, or it's just purely aesthetic, like uh, body fat loss, muscle gain, or if it's just feeling better. And so basically... One way that we can easily engineer a systematic way for you to get from point A to point B is by going back to the drawing board uh, of something that you have learned in the past and it might sound a little nerdy and it might sound a little, you know, elementary, if you will, but it is going to involve using the scientific method. And if you remember back to your science fair projects that you might have made as a kid where you were, you know, pasting a bunch of uh, things on a, on a science board, you, you had, you know, there, there was a problem, there was a hypothesis, there, there was, you know, a, a conclusion, you had all the research, the experimentation, all those things can be used in a very easy to understand way to help you get from that point A to point B. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. So the scientific method has the following steps and I'm going to kind of break down each step for you so you can kind of think of it as a way that you can start taking all these steps to eventually get to uh, the place that you want to be and uh, reach the results that you have intended. So the scientific method does involve some sort of purpose. And so you want to be able to identify the problem that you are seeing, whether, okay, so for example, I'm too weak, I'm too slow, I have too much fat, I have too little muscle, right? Um, all these things are problems that people constantly face. And so that's stating your purpose, all right? And then what you would wanna do is some research and you're gonna um, you know, find some sort of quality source that is going to help you maybe discover something that you want to test on yourself. So um, some sort of methodology, some sort of, you know, uh, rep scheme, frequency scheme of exercise, types of exercises, things like that. You're going to do your research, and so there are tons of quality, uh, you know, resources out there. One of them is this podcast, which you can find on any and all platforms, right? So, um, you know, looking looking into that in terms of your research, and then you will identify, um, you're gonna predict the outcome of the problem, which is your hypothesis. Then you're gonna do the experimentation, which is the actual initiation of the exercise program. Then you're gonna do an analysis and come to a conclusion. That's the scientific method. All right, so go into step one, state the problem, identify what you want most, and write this down. All right, so if it is, you know, I want to, let's make it simple, I want to reduce body fat, 
All right, so just by stating that isn't necessarily the most specific thing. So if we go back to SMART goals, they need to be specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-oriented. So, all right, in 12 weeks, I will, I will, I want to lose 15 pounds of, of body fat and retain any type of, you know, lean muscle tissue uh, that I can. All right. So that's, that's a little bit more specific, but then we need to go into some research and identify how we're going to do that in a way that we can manage. So if you're going to say, you know, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat 500 calories a day and I'm going to exercise five hours, uh, five days a week. Will that make you lose body fat, uh, for, for certain, you know, cause you're going to be expending way more calories than you're taking in. And, um, that's, that's going to, without a doubt, make you lose body fat, but it's more than likely also going to make you lose tons of muscle mass, which we don't want to do. And it's going to be very hard to, you know, stick to a program that regulates you to 500 calories a day and also exercising five hours, five days a week. Right, so that's probably not the best plan, and that that would that would have been piss poor research, and you know thinking ahead and and thinking whether or not that would work. So maybe you look into okay, what is what are some great cardiovascular exercises that I can be doing, you know, on a regular basis, thirty plus minutes, uh, five to seven days a week, and then also what are some of the most biggest bang for your buck resistance training exercises that I can be doing to maybe prevent muscle loss or maybe even have some muscle gain while I'm losing body fat percentage and you know some exercises that give me enough bang for my buck so I don't have to spend you know uh, 75 to 90 minutes in the gym several days a week beyond my cardiovascular exercise. Not to mention how I'm going to stay injury free with this, you know, increased amount of exercise. So what types of mobility and flexibility exercises will I be doing to help ensure that that my body stays a little healthier underneath this increased amount of stress of the exercise? And then also, what is the minimum effective dose of calories that I can reduce and still see really good results, but be able to stay on this program long term or the 12 week period, uh, but before we reassess later and be able to, you know, see results and stay happy, stay fulfilled and stay on the program. So minimum, minimum effective dose just means what's the minimum amount of calories that I could reduce in my, in my nutritional program and still see results. So, uh, if, if, if you're going to be able to lose the, you know, and stay on track the amount, like a couple pounds a week with reducing your caloric input by f maybe 500 calories, why would you shoot for a thousand if you're going to have the same result, right? So minimum effective dose, that's all that means. So you do your research and then you kind of ride out the training program, which would essentially be the hypothesis. So again, I just kind of you, you did the research, you kind of found out what you want to do, and then you kind of put that all together into an implementation plan, right? And then you you begin doing that experiment on yourself 
and um, you're probably going to find that maybe some exercises are more comfortable than others. Some might hurt, right? So then if, if they're hurting your joints, then maybe you do a, a, a little reevaluation in the middle of the program and maybe do a modification and then continue on instead of just giving up altogether, right? And then beyond that, you, you, you do the experimentation for the allotted amount of time, which should be, uh, a, again, time-specific to the point where you are looking to get these realistic results that you're looking to do. Maybe it's for a specific event in your life, um, or maybe it's just because you had some bad news in a doctor's visit and you are motivated at that point to become more healthy, particularly for yourself, for your kids, so you're around for your loved ones, right? And then via the experimentation, over the course of, say, that 12-week period, and I keep saying 12 weeks because that is about a three-month program, and that is a solidly awesome amount of time that everyone can see amazing results. Three months is, is, a, is a great program length. And, you know, it works really well. So say, like, all these Hollywood stars that you see uh, that, are, that are prepped for their movie roles whether it's you know one of the superhero movies, maybe it's maybe it's an actress that you saw in a a movie, then you were like, oh wow, like she has a great physique. So say it's like one of those dancing movies, whatever it is, you're gonna you're gonna um, come to find out via just my research. I'm gonna tell you right now that most of these Hollywood stars do a uh, around a 12 week prep before before they start shooting their films so they they don't look that way year round most of them have just kind of this this specific body type that they they kind of have all the time but in order to to you know convey a specific role they need to look a certain way and then they prep for that role by doing a, a decent 12-week program and so that's why i'm giving you that and then hopefully after you've experimented and you know you, you you might tweak your exercise you tweak your your nutrition and you tweak your your rest um, and your recovery so making sure that you're getting enough sleep you see solid results you're going to do the analysis at the end and so based off of the analysis maybe I should go back and tell you before you ever even do your your experimentation or the beginning of the 12 week program and once you've done your research you want to do some baseline results tracking. So that would include taking down your weight, making sure you know what you weigh at the beginning of the program, taking your body fat percentage in um, one of the, the many ways that you can do that, taking some, some measurements of your body, uh, whether that's, you know, what's the circumference of your stomach and your chest and your upper arm and your hips and your thigh and your calves and whatever it is like if, if you have a specific problem area you probably want to take a measurement of it right and then you also might want to do if, if if your goal is performance measures definitely you know take down some some quality exercise performance and even if if your goal is not performance based i would still recommend that you do a few performance based you know measures at the beginning so like all right, how fast can I run a mile? How fast can I bike three miles? How fast can I row 2,000 meters? How many push-ups can I do in 
two minutes? How many bodyweight squats can I do in two minutes? You know, um, how many uh, lunges can I do in five minutes? Uh, these are, I'm just throwing out all these things. These are, these are small measures that you can take on your body and just see what your body can do in terms of performance. You have a lot of time and then you are measuring how many, you know, repetitions you're doing within that time. Okay. And then all experiments have fun things that can be manipulated within a program. And so this is actually what sparked my idea for this specific episode. And if you remember back to when you were learning the scientific method, you learned all sorts of different words. And one of my favorite things within the scientific method and and experimentation are constants and variables. And I use these a lot within my clients and there are many many things that can remain constant in a program a constant just means that this specific thing is going to stay the same but then related to that constant there have to be variables which are things that can change to measure progress and success so let's say within your 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 program you are doing a set of goblet squats. And say you're doing three sets, all right? And then with those goblet squats, you do three sets of 10 with a 30-pound dumbbell racked in front of your chest, and you do that in the first workout. All right, three sets of 10. All right, so the next time you do that workout, that exercise is going to be a constant. You're you're not changing the specific exercise, the movement pattern, but there needs to be a variable on the next go around, so the second time you do it, to you know promote your body to change and get better and more fit and lose weight, get stronger, gain muscle. And so you, there, there, there can be a couple variables or can be just one, as long as one thing changes. So that one variable could be you add an extra set. So instead of doing three sets of 10, you do four sets of 10. Or the variable could be that you increase the repetitions. So instead of doing three sets of 10, you do three sets of 12. So you've increased your repetitions by two. All right, that's going to that's gonna make you better beyond the first workout. You proved that you could do it. Now let's prove that you can do something better, which would be those additional two reps on each set. Or you could continue and do three sets of 10, but you choose to do a slightly heavier weight. All right, and then you prove to your body that, okay, we're going to do the exact same form, but I'm going to have a higher load, which is going to make me that much stronger. Stronger just means you could produce more force. You produce more force by picking up more weight and lifting it. All right. And then um, one step further, you could say lower your reps and do three sets of eight or maybe even four sets of eight. These are variables, but you go even a little bit heavier than, than you intended before. So instead of taking a, um, a 35 pound dumbbell, you do a 40 pound dumbbell and do three to four sets of eight with that. So 
That's that's all that means. And that could be done with any type of exercise, whether that is a you know a strength based exercise, resistance training, or with a, a cardiovascular driven program too. So the week week one, maybe you test yourself on the mile and the mile is going to be the constant. It's always going to be a mile no matter what, whether that's on a treadmill or a track or on any given route that you've mapped out in your neighborhood, whatever. But then the next time you do the test, which could be the very next week, you're going to try and run that mile faster. The variable is going to be your speed. You've gotten more fit. You might drop some weight. Therefore, you're probably going to be able to move faster. Boom. You are going to be able to see an improvement by changing the variable, which is speed, right? You could do this in another way where you might do a 10-minute run on a treadmill. In week one, you do it, you measure how far you get within that 10 minutes and say it is, you know, exactly one mile. All right, awesome, you did good for that week. Next week, you come in that same day, it's a very similar workout, but guess what? you are going to have to do 10 minutes again, but you're going to try and do any number higher than one mile, even if it is 1.05 miles within 10 minutes. That is still an improvement, right? So you are a better version of yourself week two than you were week one. And so that is the constant and the variable within the scientific method within your your experimentation to, in order to get yourself better. So these these are some things you'd want to understand within a program to continue to improve to the point where hopefully during your analysis, which is when you retake those baseline measures, you hopefully can see an improvement in both you know health measures, which are the the weight, the body fat, the uh, girth measurements of the, the circumference of specific parts of your body, and then also your baseline measures of your performance, how fast you can move on any given you know machine or modality of exercise or how much weight you can lift or how many times you can lift a specific weight, right? So from there on out, you're going to have a decent little program by using the scientific method, which again is you state your, your problem, which is your purpose, you do your research, find out about the topic, then create a prediction, which is your hypothesis of how, what's going to happen when you, when you do specific things to your body in order to get a given result via the experimentation, which is the actual work of the program, the analysis, which is where you redo the measures, and then you come to a conclusion. So at the conclusion at the end, guess what? If you didn't get the results that you wanted, then it's okay. You have this whole life to live. Just do another experiment. All right. You probably did, you know, like even if some of the exercise selection was a little off and maybe you weren't doing the exact right thing for the the type of person that you are and the type of execution that you give it based off of skill and effort and time that you have and how busy you are, just tweak the program and then keep moving on and, and until you do meet 
the uh, the end result that you're wanting to do, and then maybe you maintain, but hopefully you're motivated at the point that you have achieved the specific purpose, and you move on to an even greater goal, or you you change up your goal altogether. Um, you know, I, I conquered the the fact that I was able to reduce 15 pounds of body fat in 12 weeks, and you know what? Uh, that was the main goal. Now I feel like I'm fit enough that I want to be able to accomplish a 5K run in under 25 minutes. Okay, well then your training program will be centered around getting faster and better at running. And then you do that. And then you know what? Um, I've always wanted to be able to bench press my body weight 10 times. Okay, well then the next 12 weeks, we're, we're going to continue doing other things, but your focus is going to you know, move towards getting stronger on your bench press. You might still run a little bit and you're still obviously going to be monitoring your body fat percentage, but the scope and the focus of the program has changed and you just are continually using something like the scientific method to provide your your program with purpose. All right. All right. I got a little passionate there on you and there at the end, but hopefully you all are um, following Atlas Fitness Evolved on Instagram. If you are not, you can find us at Atlas Fitness Evolved on Instagram. And every photo that goes up there also is transferred over to the Facebook page. So if you're not on Instagram, you could just search for Atlas Fitness Evolved over on Facebook as well. And I believe that's all I have for you today. And just remember, if it is important to you, you will find a solution. If it is not, you will find an excuse. Until next time, thanks for listening. Peace.